And this week's reading comes from John chapter 2, verses 13 to 21, and it says this. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I'll raise it again in three days. They replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you were going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. So last week we discussed uh, what it might mean to be ashamed of Jesus and how broadly speaking we often want Jesus to be more like the Messiah that Peter and his peers were hoping for, you know, a Messiah that would essentially lead an authoritarian uprising, uh, an uprising that would essentially have kind of just replaced one empire with another empire. What they were yet to understand is that the rule of empire by class, by wealth, by punitive measures is essentially the antithesis of the kingdom of God. It was pretty much the antithesis of uh, what it is that Jesus speaks of, what he lives, what he models, and what he seeks to usher in. And so Jesus' kingdom is one of inclusion rather than exclusion. It's one of uh, liberation rather than oppression. It's one of love rather than apathy and control. And so Jesus' actions in this passage, at least to me, really uh, further highlight his passion and his heart for this kingdom. And what we read in John chapter 2 is really in many ways an act of civil disobedience. Uh, he runs amok. It's Passover. It's a very important uh, religious festival and celebration. It was the Jewish celebration uh, and commemoration of the liberation of their people from slavery in ancient Egypt and uh, their freedom as a nation. It's a festival that very much centered on the temple and particularly the temple in Jerusalem and, and literally tens of thousands of people would make their pilgrimage uh, to the temple each year. And so Jesus and his disciples are in Jerusalem for Passover and they walk into uh, what was the outer court of the temple known as the court of the Gentiles. Now this area was massive and I think I've talked about this before but it was about 10 acres so it was more than 40 thousand square meters and so this outer court uh, is really operating as a marketplace as, as an animal market and many people had kind of made their trek there from foreign uh, countries and so they had to change their money uh, into local currency in order to be able to kind of purchase from the market and so there were money changes um, at the temple and this kind of whole operation is run by the family of the high priest they've basically gone into sort of the livestock and banking business. And so they sold sacrificial animals in the court of the Gentiles at premium prices. And pretty much just like your bank today, uh, they changed money for transaction fees uh, and made a profit from that. And so Jesus and his disciples walk into literally acres of hustle and bustle. And 
uh, activity and haggling and trading. There's animals being sold, there's, there's money being exchanged. Uh, and this is kind of the context that they find themselves in. And so Jesus' response is to very deliberately, um, it doesn't just pick up the nearest thing, it says that he makes a whip of cords. And then he proceeds to overturn tables that would have been literally piled high with coins. He, he, he turns them over, there's money going everywhere, there would have been people protesting, there would have been great consternation. Uh, and so he then proceeds to drive both people and animals uh, from the crowded temple precinct out into the town. Uh, it's sheer mayhem. Why? What was this zeal that consumed Jesus? When Jesus cries out, stop turning my father's house into a market, uh, I don't think he was talking about bingo night in the local Catholic church hall. This is not a localised plea. This is actually not even, at least in my reading and understanding of it, a plea related to church buildings. This uh, much is made clear almost immediately when Jesus relates uh, the temple to his own body. He's not talking about bricks and mortar. He's not even necessarily talking about institutional church. The word that's used for house in the uh, original text is the Greek word oikos. Uh, and oikos describes a lot more than our limited concept of this building that we call a house. Oikos uh, in the Greek was the basic unit of society. Oikos describes a family from generation to generation. And so uh, if we take that translation, what Jesus is saying is stop turning God's family into a market. Stop tur- turning humanity, stop turning creation into a commodity. And throughout scripture, particularly through the Psalms, there's this idea of God's house as inclusive of and embracing of all creation. In one of the other readings for this week, uh, Psalm 19, the Psalmist declares this, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands, day after day they pour forth speech, night after night they reveal knowledge, They have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. And so we get this sense that the entire cosmos is in many ways the house of God. And so for me, uh, Jesus' actions are much less about the immediate, are much less about what was directly going on in the temple and far more about this challenge to really kind of examine the, the systems and the practices and the clutter that we bring to faith and we bring to worship. Clutter systems and practices that, that I think really kind of can dis- distract from relationship and really diminish community. And so in clearing the outer uh, courts of the temple, Jesus really begins to challenge the role of the physical temple, the the physical church, as kind of this centerpiece of relationship with God, which is what it was then. The the physical temple, though, had become exclusive. The the physical temple had become cluttered with, with so many systems and practices and rituals that were increasingly more about distraction than anything else. And so in scattered coins and overturned tables, Jesus 
really quite directly challenges institutions that value profit over people. In scattered coins and overturned tables, Jesus really tears down systems that exclude people from participating in community and in communion. And Jesus does this with a passion that the disciples later describe as zeal. Because the outer courts of the temple were essentially the commons. Everyone and anyone could gather there. This, this was supposed to be a place of communion for everyone. But it had become a place of commerce and consumption. And so in this act of scattering coins and overturning tables, Jesus is saying, stop commoditizing people and relationships. In the act of scattered coins and overturned tables, Jesus is saying plutocracy, the, the rule of the wealthy, is not my model for, com- for community. In the act of scattered coins and overturned tables, Jesus says, yes, transaction is a means to an end, but I'm all about communion. And communion is very much an intimate sharing of what we have in common. And what we have in common is our shared humanity. And what we have in common is our mortality and brokenness. What we have in common is a desire for meaning and belonging and uh, for our lives to matter and, and to make a difference. What we have in common is this amazing thing called grace. What we have in common is mercy and forgiveness. What we have in common is breaking bread around a shared table. What we have in common is a very clear command to love people with the same love that Jesus demonstrated to and poured out on us. Scattered coins and overturned tables poses so many questions for my own life. Questions like, do I pursue transaction or relationship? Do I desire entertainment or engagement? Do I wait until a better offer comes along or, or do I build deep commitment here and now? Do, do I advocate for me or do I advocate for we? Do I choose consumption or communion? And Jesus' zeal in John chapter 2 causes him to cry out, stop turning my father's house into a market. And so my prayer this week is that we would be so moved to action. In witnessing injustice, in witnessing inequality, in witnessing exclusion, in in observing systems and practices that prioritise consumption over communion, my prayer is that we would do far more than just kind of accept the status quo. I pray that we would be willing as confronting and as uncomfortable as that can be to, to scatter coins and to overturn tables for the sake of the other, for, for the sake of communion rather than empire, for the sake of a world where anyone and everyone can participate and com- in community, where everyone and anyone can belong and can be valued and can be loved. Amen. Amen.